Welcome to Nothing Is Ob South Texas Golf Podcast. For those of you watching, disclaimer, the views or opinions expressed by the host and guests may or may not be shared by the sponsored supporters. So listen at your own discretion. Sorry, we are not sorry. Also, I'd like to thank my presenting sponsor, Four Bros Golf Tour. Please visit us on Facebook, Four Bros Golf Tour. Check us out for schedules, events, results. Never golf alone again. Four Bros Golf Tour. If you don't have a home, we have a home for you. You see it all the time. You see so many people looking for good tee times, looking to play good quality courses and get them at a hell of a rate. That's Four Bros Tour. Check us out. Uh, it's very interesting. Never a dull moment. Check us out, Four Bros Tour. Thank you to all my bros and all my brothers for their sponsorship and their support. I truly appreciate them and cannot do it without them. All right, guys. Episode 102. All right. Nothing is OB South Texas Golf Podcast. Got a great show for you tonight. I got and I have one of my boys on. I got Ray Garza from On Par Golf out here. Uh, he is just one of the great guys in the game of golf right here. We're waiting for Ray to kind of hop on here. He's going to talk to us about his recent trip to Augusta National to check out one of his own, the lead instructor, A.J. Montesino. And uh, he was on the bag for Adam Svensson uh, there at Augusta National, one of the um, PGA Tour winner, Adam Svensson. Uh, he's going to tell us just a little bit about what's been going on at our on par, uh, his time qual trying to qualify for the Valero Texas Open. Uh, he's got a lot going on, got some adult clinics, got some junior clinics. It's going to be a great time. Just waiting on him to kind of hop on. And uh, hey, thanks so much for joining us. All right. And we're going to go ahead and show you just a little bit about some of the uh, some of the things that Ray offers, some of the services from On Par Golf. The On Par Golf Academy at Mission Del Lago was designed and developed to offer not only the highest quality golf instruction in San Antonio, but so much more. With its experienced staff and its TrackMan indoor and outdoor training facility, Ampar Golf has the capability to meet all your golf improvement needs. From its junior golf programming to its entertainment and hosting services, OPG has got you covered. So if you're ready to take your golf game to the next level, come see us at Ampar Golf. That, those are some of the services that Ray offers. Uh, like I said, I wanted to keep the Azalea look right here going on because we are going to talk and recap the masters uh, right here best podcast and essay thank you my bro also <laughs> tell ray to stop dodging four bros and come out and play i don't i don't know i don't know if we're going to want ray to come on out and play with us because uh that dude's he's a stick right he's, he's a stick right now uh i think what is it the last time i saw him play or one of the times i saw him play we're out at, at a big money game out at tpc and um, rumor was, I mean, somebody went minus six on the front at the Canyons course. And sure enough, it was Ray. I think he got like, he had like three birdies at an eagle and everybody was scared. Everybody was scared of him. And uh, I think he ended up, yeah, I think he ended up, I think he was in a money game, but part of like a team. And we'll get Ray to, to talk about that a little bit. And I think they ended up losing. I think his squad ended up losing. And that's because Ray went minus six on the front. I don't know if I don't know if he shit the bed on the on the back or what, but we're gonna we're gonna talk on him right now. Oh yeah. I got my 30. <laughs> I think anybody is gonna need pops against Ray Garza. He's gonna talk to us just about the conditions out of Mission Del Lago because they've been in 
uh, amazing shape lately and they've been on the come up. And so uh, it's, it's great. It, it's really great to, to have uh, Mission de Lago, uh, you know, a, a course, one of the few courses, I mean, on the South, I think, I guess it's really the only course really on the South side, right. That, that we have now with uh, no Pecan Valley Riverside being closed right now and no Republic, I guess Mission de Lago is the only one. Right, right here. We're going to bring him on. He's here. I'm here. My man, Ray Garza. Thanks so much for being on the show, Ray. My pleasure, Andy. Thanks for having me again. Oh, man, you're coming in hot, dude. You're coming in hot, bro. <laughs> I was trying, baby. Never <laughs> well, a dull so. moment. Never, day. right? Never a dull moment. Uh, you're an entrepreneur, multiple business owner. Uh, you're you're a trophy, trophy husband, right? You're a trophy husband, father of two. Uh, instructor man you do it all right you do it all bro yeah cook uh hostess <laughs> cashier <laughs> you name it we're doing it baby well good man thanks so much for being on the show all right dude okay so did you just keep this hush hush or did did you know or did did a select few people know that you were going to augusta uh i think my wife knew that's about it i, um, I really didn't know very many people I just, it was, it was really last minute. I wasn't expecting to go. Uh, a little window of opportunity opened up and I was scrambling just to find a flight, a place to stay, transportation. Like it was just, you know, really quick turnaround time from when I knew I was going to getting it done. And then even day of, it was like the, the power, that was the night before the storm that, uh, that came through what I think Tuesday, Wednesday, and power went out at home. So I had zero power. I left without power at home. So my wife and kids were at home with no power. So it was that was tough. And then trying to get to the airport, there was this huge accident on 281. So I was like, I, I don't know if this is meant to be. Uh, but ended up, I made it, caught my flight, uh, got, got everything situated, made it, uh, and had a wonderful day that Friday. Oh, I think everything what you're saying is like, you, you, you kind of like you had some jerk moves, bro. I mean, you you leave your family, no power. I mean, come on, bro. Like, like you like you pride yourself on being like father of the year, like eight years in a row, man. Come on, dude. Yeah, I, I know. Sometimes I had to be a little selfish on this one, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I didn't know if it would ever happen again, so uh, I had I, I I asked for you know forgiveness instead of permission on this one. So there it worked go. out. Hey. Wife was was good kids were good everybody survived great experience oh good that 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 is exactly what we like to hear right there and you know we, we got to put it up right there just in case nobody <laughs> believes that you were there i think you know what it almost looks like it's like cgi the green screen yeah, was there I, it looks fake right like they're just take a picture in that picture yeah <laughs> all right so tell us tell us man you got to give us some juice man give us some juice about augusta is it just it looks fake on tv it does it looks like in person too. It's it's almost too perfect. Like there is, you know, like they say, there's not a, a blade of grass out of place. Uh, the place is run phenomenally. Uh, the experience is like no other. Like, I mean, you, I've been to the Dell. I've been, you know, the Valero. I've been to the U.S. Open in Torrey Pines. Yeah, I've been to events, and I, it's just like a show like no other. It's 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 pretty cool to have seen and experienced. Um, I learned a lot, but I did a lot of homework leading up to it. So I made, I completely maximized my whole day 
I uh, kind of had a little agenda in the back of my mind of what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it. And it worked out. I think the only thing that didn't work out was we caught some rain uh, at the end of, of play uh, on, on that Friday. So didn't get to see Tiger play the rest of the back nine, but I saw him play uh, about five holes, four and a half holes, and saw just about everybody on on the scoreboard. Uh, so really great experience. Uh, and I, honestly, I can't wait to go back. Okay, so, so so how walkable is Augusta for, or how movable were you able to be as a spectator, as a patriot there? Like, uh, be, because it almost seems like a lot of holes or a lot of areas are kind of cut off, uh, you know, for patriots. It, it, it is in a sense, but it isn't in a sense. Um, you can get right on the ropes. You can get close to most, most of the greens. I would say amen corner. Uh, once they walk away from 12 tee box, they're, you know, pretty far and you're just out on an island basically. And then they go to 13 tee box and that's even pushed further back. So you really don't get too close to them there. But I mean, I would say everywhere else you can get within arm's reach of anyone at any time, really, if, if you stood in the right place. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would say that's the only space that it's really, you know, you, you can't cross the rope basically. Uh, but other than that, I mean, there, there's walkways on both sides of the fairways on every, just about every hole. Um, and it's not super spread out. It's, it's got one huge area as you walk in uh, to the property. Uh, it's kind of like a, a gateway to whichever way you want to go. Uh, and every hole is pretty side by side and you can get around pretty easily. I would say in total, I, I walked over 36 holes if you were to kind of count how you know, my steps and where I, I moved throughout the entire day uh, because I, I walked probably 12 holes before uh, AJ and his guy teed off at him. And then I watched them the whole nine. So I finally got to see all the front nine because it honestly, other than the tee shot on one and maybe the approach in the nine, I, you know, I really don't know the front nine at all. So it was really cool to, to see it and walk it and watch, you know, their, their threesome play, uh, the front nine. And then uh, after they got to nine, I kind of broke away and watched some other golfers uh, throughout, you know, the front and backside and uh, just it, it soaked it all in basically. So did, did you have a pimento cheese sandwich? I did. And, and I, okay. I did. It, it looks just like a regular sandwich. Like it, that's what it looks like. It, it's just cheesy. I, I, <laughs> it looks overly cheesy, right? Overly cheesy. Yeah. It, it's, I would I would rank it personally on the bottom of my list of the sandwiches. Oh, what did you, did you have the club or did you have like the brisket sandwich or did you I have? Had, yeah, I, I think it's pork. Pull, uh, yeah, pulled pork. There you go. Right, I, think. I had two of those. They were good. Um, the uh, chicken salad is good. I didn't try the egg sandwich, uh, but I heard that was decent. I didn't do the club. Uh, I had a cookie. Everyone said you got to get the the, the, peach, the peach Georgia, and I, I didn't get. They sold out by eleven o'clock on those. So, but I didn't even think about it till after. But I didn't get to uh, enjoy one of those. All right, we got we got got a lot of commentators. Got a lot of comments right here. All right, yeah. Show yeah. us the merch. Show us the Masters merch you got. <laughs> it's, don't it's a, okay. Don't, don't because you said you were gonna. You said you you're gonna give. You were gonna let me have something. So don't show anybody <laughs> shit. 
All right. Don't show. Okay. So this this is where a lot of people like you pissed off a lot of people, right? So so we're in the chat, right? For the for the masters for the masters fan duel, right? Right. With all and and, and they're all like Southside guys, right? I mean, you tell me, right? They're Anthony, Matt, right? I mean, they're all Southside guys, right? They're, they're all, are they all Indian? Are they all Indian guys? Are they all no, no. Indians? They're just some through golf, some through school, some through friends of friends, yeah, stuff like that. Right, but but I think for the most side, I think a lot of these guys they went to either McCullum or like Hollandale. There are a lot of like, yeah, right, South Southside, Southside guys, right? Yeah, for the most right. part. And so you can't tell you can't tell a Mexicano you're going you're going to Augusta. You can't because I, like I find out you're there. I'm over here like freaking texting texting you. I'm blow, I'm sure everybody's blowing you up, and I'm like I'm ready to Venmo somebody I know over there. I'm like, get me something, man. And then I saw those freaking lines for the merchandise over there. Were they crazy? It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I've never seen grown men act like that in my life. Um, no, oh, come on, Ray. Ray, Ray. we it, had our draft over there at your facility. You've seen uh, grown men act, act some fools. That's absolutely. <laughs> in defense to that, I went to the merch first. That was the first place I went because I wanted to get it out of the way. Uh, and it was nuts already. Like, And the longer you wait, the less chance there is to get your size in the shirt you want or whatever you know you're looking for because it's just amazing I, I was reading that they sell uh about 70 million dollars in the, that what, seven day span of, of merchandise about a million dollars a day uh and i believe it i mean it, it, it was a nut house in there and, and pretty i mean nothing wearable is probably less than 85 dollars um uh the caps were 32 bucks a piece uh, they have a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I did get a gnome. Uh, they were talking. I don't know if you caught wind of the gnome. I got a little mini gnome. Um, uh, I got some caps, some pullovers. Not, I didn't want to get a bunch of stuff because I, I, I was in the thousands with what I spent, and I don't feel like I got a lot. It's Damn. Okay. All right. Okay, bro. So, all right. So, everybody at home. Okay. So, so I text Ray, right? And Ray said, hold on. What do you need? Like, like you're like a drug dealer, bro. You're like, I'm over here like, Ray, what do you got? What do you got masters-wise? You got some pullovers, you got some hats, and you're like, I'll let you see. And and, and you know what? I, I can you can give up something, right? And so <laughs> the gnomes, right? I got people. Dude, really? Some people don't know about the Augusta gnomes, dude. Augusta National Gnomes. It's I mean, it's I mean, you gotta be like a masters like freak to really know about it. And and more and more is kind of coming out about. All these little master things, right? All these little master details and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I'll show you the gnome if you want to see the gnome. I'll bring it. Literally. Okay, a, a little but, bit, a little bit. Yeah, I, I give you a little peek, but, um, <laughs> but it, it was really I probably could have bought twice as much as I did, and I know I could sell it or get rid of it. But I, I really didn't. I wanted to get out of there. Is what I wanted to do. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, here's the gnome. There it is. There you go. There you go. Dang, man. Hey, hey, you can't put that out in your yard, bro. Yeah, you, you, you can't put that in your yard. I, I, I bought it for the garden and then I went on eBay and the original ones for because they just started them in 16. I was doing a little bit of research and they're like twenty five hundred to seven thousand dollars. What they're selling them for for the year one of the oh yeah for, for the, the production. Yeah, the year one of production. Yeah, so, I mean, these are not that expensive, and they have the. I got the mini one, and they have the full size one. Uh, but what's really cool is they have such a great system. So you can go to the tent, or basically it's a huge building, and buy what you want, and then you can go straight to the shipping line 
And so I, I just got everything shipped home. I literally got it today. I just got my stuff today. Uh, and I, I forgot what I had gotten. Uh, so I, I, I left and I'm I was sure like, you're just grab I'm sure you were just grabbing stuff, right? Especially in line. Like, let me get some of this, some of that. Yeah. I mean, everything that they have is, is just cool. Like, I wanted to get a belt, but I was like, am I going to really wear the belt? And, <laughs> you know, like, how like, oh, that's cool, but it, is it going to sit in my closet? You know, I, I so I just kind of got what I knew I'll use, and I should have got more more stuff uh, in hindsight. But, I, again, I was so anxious, too, to get to the golf. I was like, dude, I'm just done in here. I want to go watch golf. <laughs> Um, so like I said, that was my plan. I went there first. Um, that's where they sell the chairs. If you wanted to get a chair and park it somewhere, but, uh, I, I wouldn't recommend getting a chair. Uh, it, I think you can get a lot more done it, unless you just need to break or somewhere to sit down. But the chair system too, is like the honor system. So, uh, if you get a, uh, a, a chair, you can put your name on the back of it, put your business card and you can take it and park it wherever you want and it stays there the whole day and the the but the secret is you can sit in those open chairs it's just if that person that put the chair there shows up and taps you on the shoulder hey that's my chair you just move over the next one or just find another spot so you really can get away without the chair and and that was some good advice that i got before i went um so the good thing is getting the merch sent home so i was able to get more than i you know, could have carried, got that sent home. And then I actually went back later in the day when the line was a little lower and I got a few other things. Uh, you went back, they so, got you twice. They got you twice. Yeah. yeah. And two was more like, oh, I forgot to do this or that. And so I ended up uh, getting a, a backpack and I put some stuff in the backpack shoe because I had my windsuit and it was hot and then it got windy and rainy later. So I, I got a, a master's backpack to put all my stuff in and uh, I, you got you got to go masters masters gen sport over there yeah 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 <laughs> pretty much you know walmart special that you know they slept <laughs> uh all right yeah and that's that's when i got that uh hoodie that i really like that hoodie i got um uh that i i had on uh when i left because it was cold when i left it was in the like low 40s when i left that friday or saturday morning uh but at, so after i went to get all my merchandise, got it shipped. I went to uh, the Magnolia Lane or Magnolia, you know, where I went around the clubhouse and that's where you took that picture. Uh, and the line was really long there. So that took a bit of time, uh, but it moves pretty good, but it was, yeah, right there. So uh, I got it's to fake, do that. It's fake. Everybody who's watching, it's fake. It's CGI. Ray yeah. wasn't there. This is this is at On Par Golf. This is a service they provide. It's the screen behind them, all right? It's the TrackMan screen. Yeah, so yeah, it's the blue, the green screen, right? And we just popped my head in there. But um, so after that, it was all about the golf and, and the food and the beer and the. Oh, I believe it, man. I'm, I'm sure. Hey, favorite memory? What was your favorite memory out there? Like, what was your kind of? Obviously, you know what? You're out there in Augusta National, a place you know, a place that it's it's hard for a lot of you know us to be able to travel out there. You had a great experience. What would you say is probably like your biggest takeaway, or probably like your best moment? Where like, hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm on hollowed ground. Um, I, 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 there's so many. But I, I mean, I I think the one thought I think of, you know, that I'll probably never forget is. After I walked around a bit, I went, it was a little before uh, AJ and Adam's tea time. 
and uh, Tiger was three groups behind them. So Tiger was on the putting green that they were on. So I was, you know, talking with AJ, you know, right up against the rope and Tiger's like right there, like, you know, and just watching him putt. He was putting, he kind of looked our way and everybody's just, you know, hyped up with Tiger. But that was a cool memory because, you know, who knows if he'll play the Masters again. I mean, seriously, with the way he's walking uh, to go, you know, and put himself through that. Yeah, I don't know if that, you know, was the last time, which I doubt. But, you know, in your mind, you never know. Uh, so to have seen, you know, him in person at the place that he's made so much history uh, is a, a really cool experience and something that, you know, I, I kind of think about when I reflect on on the day I was there. Um, but I think just walking around and I think when I got to, I walked, because you're kind of lost at first. You don't know where everything's at because I, I, I knew kind of generally like the layout, but you you get on the property and then kind of work your way around. And, and when I finally got to the first time when I got to Amen Corner, you, I walked down 10. Actually, I walked down 18 and cut across uh, kind of behind 14 green and then walked down eight, uh, 11. Then you come up on that iconic shot from the fairway into that, you know, uh, 11th green. And then went to, uh, stood there for a little bit and just kind of soaked it in and then walked a little further down. And uh, I stood right right in front of 12 tee box. Um, and uh, so uh, at that time, I think it was uh, Cameron Champ and he was playing with uh, Maria Oluthabo. Uh So I got to see both of them fly it over the green, miss the green terribly. Uh, and then, <laughs> hey, but you got to see those old champions, right? And that has to be something yeah. that, because because you remember him, right? You you remember Olathabo, right? You remember these guys like back in the day, right in the early '90s, and and yeah. you see that, and it's just a great mixture of of you know these hollowed names, you know, uh, and, and then some of the the up and comers. Yeah, no, it, it was cool. I, I I watched Sam Bennett for a little bit, um, uh, and that was cool experience. I mean, I I think it it just the poise he had, you know, as young as he is and inexperienced in that, you know, setting, uh, for the first time, I mean, you wouldn't, you would, you would have thought he, he played there 10 years already. He, he looked solid. Um, it, it really, I, I think he had not, he played, you know, nothing to lose really. He's just, you know, a great experience and he took full advantage of it and house uh, money. Yep. So that was fun. I, I mean, I, I pretty much saw everybody on leaderboard. I was, Watching AJ and Adam when we got to, uh, I don't know, it may have been four, or I can't remember, but I mean, I turned around and DJ standing right behind me, uh, and he's playing with uh, Phil and um, Connors, who had just won the Valero. We're right there. So it's really cool because you're like right in the middle of of everything because you can get, you know, right up against you know the the greens for the most part and the tee boxes. Uh, uh, it's really good you know accessibility so i i was i was surprised how close you know you are to those spaces and uh something i thought that was really unique was because people don't get to see the front site much but on hole six it's a you know really downhill par three to a super undulating green uh and that day friday the pin was you know back right right off of this huge tearing uh slope on the back right corner of the green uh but the tee shot you're actually hitting over patrons that are sitting under the hill yeah so i i i i was i was confused at first because i 
I was like, well, where are they hitting? They can't be hitting from on that hill because they're hitting over people where they're letting them sit. And then there was a bunch of trees blocking out the other direction. And a, there was nowhere else to come into that green from. But yeah, a little down now, they're, they're hitting right over their heads. So uh, pretty cool. That's right there by 16. So just at, at 16 and 6 uh, and 17 T-Box, that's right right where they're at. Now, would you now would you say you've played at many courses like all over the country? Would you say that gets a Augusta is like, and this is probably one of the last things because I'm looking over here and say, like, man, we've been talking about Augusta for like 18, 19 minutes, and and I'm over here like I'm just like, just tell tell me more, Ray, tell me more, right? So I could would, go you, <laughs> would you say it's like a big course or it's like it's, it's the layout is like super spread out or is it kind of like tight? No, I I, I don't. It it's some holes are tight. Some you know you have some room to miss. Uh, but it's not super spread out. It's not like you know you're going nine holes out and then you know nine holes back, and it's you know you you've got your holes are side by side. It's like a big square. I don't know if it's square, but it feels like a big square, you know, blocked off property that you know is just shaped into the golf course, uh, and, and something that you really don't know until you get there is the undulation and the the slope. Like it's just hilly. Like it's like 18 going up 18 or going down 10 uh it'd be those are serious hills and a lot of the holes are you they're perched up really high so you know every shot is up into a, a really elevated green and if you don't hit your spot or you you have too much spin on the ball i mean you're back at the bottom of the hill and you see that on tv and, and it's some serious grade that they've got on them so uh you just you have to have a lot of experience to play that course well uh, because there's just a lot, a lot of just small, minute things that make such a big difference on every hole. You got to pay attention. So, See, it, I, it, I, lo I love hearing. I love hearing. Like, I, I love listening to you because you're you're, you're explaining it like a, like a shot maker, like a shot taker, right? You're explaining yeah. it to us like you're playing the course, and I'm <laughs> over here like I'm getting goosebumps. I'm like, man, I know what you're saying. I'm like, man, Ray is taking us. You're not taking us through almost like a spectator. You're taking it. You're taking us through it like how you would play it or yeah. how you see the problems. And I'm just like, man, as a, I mean, as a golfer, I'm not, not a great golfer, not a name like Ray Garza, but you know, I, I, I feel, and I kind of, you know what, I, I get the visual that you're, the pictures you're painting for us because you know what, you, you're taking us like how you would play it or, or right. where your miss would be or where the spin is. And then, you know, talking about, talking about Sam Bennett, you're talking about him like, like you're an instructor, like you're in the yeah. golf business. Like that dude's got a lot of action in his, in his swing. Like, yeah. man, I wouldn't be like, I'm a little guy, but I don't know if my back or my body would be able to yeah. take that so much action he's got, he's got in that torque. downswing. Yeah. He's got a lot of torque and, uh, <laughs> and he, it works. I mean, but you know, just like in any sport, you, you got to watch your, your body and make sure, you know, it's going to be functional long time, long term. Uh, it is now, and they're, yeah, he's young, and I think uh, it's fine. But yeah, he's he's got a, a, a lot of torque, a lot of turn, a lot of rotation. Um, but you know, that's and what I like about him is he swings his swing. Like it's not, you know, textbook by no means. There's a lot of stuff in there that you know is not, you know, what is textbook in the sense. So uh, I, I like that. I'm the same way. I don't think my swing is, is perfect at all, but. Oh, I, shut up, man. Shut. It's, it's a thing. Of, it's a thing of beauty, man. There's, you know what? 
there, there's Ray Garza, there's Greg Hiller. Like y'all are like right here, man. It's like silky smooth. Like you know what? It's like the Zohan. You know, it's like y'all are y'all silky smooth. You know, you're silky smooth. <laughs> All right, okay, Ray. So so we we've gone on about the Masters for a while, and and you know what? For people, if you're just if you're just getting on right now, if you're just getting on right now, I got Ray Garza right here. He's the man. He's the owner, founder operator of on par golf here in san antonio out at mission delago and also he's also the owner out at on par golf out at cedar creek now ray and just kind of take us through some of the services you, you provide because man there was a big topic like going on recently in sa golfers as as to to who like or, or instructors right it, 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 and you know what like you like you know what ray you've worked with me i you know you've worked with my swing and and i think honestly like you are I put you up here because uh, as a teacher, as a coach, you know, and you formerly being a teacher and a coach, it's all about how can your students, how can you relate or give them that information where they can pull from it? And, you know, there's a, there's different type of students out there. Everybody learns different. Some people you have to do this. Some people want it technical. Some want it. You got to be sweet. Oh, baby, this, or come on, you know, or you got to be a little bit more firm, but it's all about how you relate that information. Right. And yeah. I'm telling you, like work, having worked with you personally, uh, I've I've went into the doors of On Par Golf and I've and I feel like I feel like crap. My game's in a dark place and I've left. You know what? Not a lot of change, but at least I left with some freaking hope, right? And I know those are some of the things that that you give your students. So why don't you just tell some of the people that may not know a lot about On Par Golf some of the services y'all provide? Sure. Yeah. So we, again, we have two locations. We have our our, our home base at Mission Del Lago. Uh, it's kind of where we started when we moved out of our original original place. Uh, where I started in, in a friend's gym uh, space that we we were able to turn into what we're, we're what we have now at Mission del Lago. So uh, Mission del Lago has a a full indoor hitting bay that we use uh, as our, our our lab or studio, uh, and we can walk right out and we have uh, full service green grass, uh, full size range, huge practice area uh, that we utilize quite a bit. Uh, Cedar or Cedar Creek also has uh, an indoor operation. Uh, a net versus a full bay setup, uh, but still gets the job done. And again, same service with uh, you're right out the door. We have a uh, full size uh, uh, T line and, and short game area and all that. Uh, I, I think our focus is uh, number one instruction. Like we're, we we're we're all about you know getting people playing better golf. Um, my passion outside of you know you just. You know, Joe Smith that wants to play better golf is is the youth. I I I, I it's just a, a really soft spot in my heart, um, and it's always been that way. Uh, I think as an educator and a coach just like you, I I I, I know what uh, what what it takes. You know, from being in the classroom and dealing with you know kids on a daily basis, uh, the struggles in a lot of areas uh, outside, not even just in golf, just in life in general. So. Hey, uh, I, I try to use my platform to you know empower those kids um, that they can do more and be more, and it's just not you know uh, always negative and uh, and and use golf as a platform for for them to to find an outlet to be successful. And 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 I've always said golf is not necessarily you know they're all going to make it to the LPGA tour or the PGA tour. It's just I mean it's done so much for, for me in my life and you and your life as well. And, and, and golfers in general, I like guess just a, a great feather to have in your cap. So, yeah, you know, I, I think in general, like we're super well-rounded in trying to do more than just do, you know, you come to us, I fix your swing and, you know, call me next time kind of thing. We're, 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 we're way more 
you know, personable and, and focused on building the relationships. Um, and, you know, the, the group of people that I surround myself with are intentional and, uh, and they're just an extension of me. And, and I hope, you know, I set a good example as the leader of our organization that uh, day in, day out, you know, they're following the lead that, that I'm, you know, striving to, to, to put out there and, and promote and, and be a symbol of success and, uh, and just good people in general. I mean, we, we strive on trying to, you know, be good people first and, and make the, do the right things for everybody and be right with everyone. And, and, you know, getting better at golf is just, just a bonus, you know, cause that's something yeah anybody can do, but I think, you know, to be truly, you know, a value to customers is to, you know, the customer service and the quality and the delivery and everything we, we put together and package uh, for Ampar Golf. And I, I've never been a huge marketer. Like I, I think uh, our strong suit is just doing it right in the word of mouth. Uh, I, could we do a better job personally? Yes. But do, do I think we're not where we need to be? No, not at all. I think we're, we're every day we're getting better and better. And, uh, uh, and to kind of get back to what, what you talked or asked about was, I, I just feel like, you know, golf is is a passion for everyone in my organization. And, and, and that shows. And, uh, uh, you know, when customers come to us, I, I, I knock on wood, but I have had not one person ever come back and say that this was, you know, a bad experience or they got zero value out of you know, every dollar they spent with us. And they all tell their friends and uh, I, I may not hear it. And I don't know, you know, if there's chatter, you know, behind my back, but I, I've never heard much negative uh, about us as well. So we, I feel like we're doing a lot of things right. Well, Ray, when, when I'm advertising for nothing is OB golf podcast, when I'm in the, the men's urinal and bathroom and writing, you know, Hey, for a good golf time, I, I put Ray Garza's number right there and call on par golf or call Mike Ray. You know, I make sure to, to put y'all out there. Okay. So, so, so th there's the chatter going on. Okay. There's chatter going on over there. <laughs> well, and, and, and I'm, and I'm going to tell you from personal experience. And so like, like I said, uh, you know, back to what I was saying about the SA golfers and they're talking about instruction and, and you know what? There's a lot of good golfers. I, I've seen <clears throat> up close and personal. I've seen some great instructors. I've seen Joe Caruso up, up close and personal. I've seen uh, Robert Vasquez out at Fort Sam. I've seen Mike Ray out of Cedar Creek. You know, one of your guys. I've seen Christy Cano. I've seen like her instruction. And and you know what? I've seen I've seen these people in work, and, and I've and I've seen uh, I, I've seen them do good things, right? And I just I just know like it's always different strokes for different folks. And you know what? A, a, a big part of it too is is you know your location and where you're located and, and where you and where you know it close to maybe hey you know for that father of three that that gets out work late or that can only do mornings or that that is closer on the south side or that is off a of 90 or somewhere in location's a big deal and i'm sure you know that as as being a businessman belonging to several different uh you know chambers of commerce and and being a big part of because because you're not only in the golf community you're like you're super huge in and, and, you know, it's Southside community and for SA and, you know, Hispanics, you're big into just being like a great, you know, people person and putting stuff out, especially like you said, for the juniors, you know, for the junior, for the juniors out there. And 
I think the thing is that, like you said, is like you haven't had a lot of bad reviews because you know what? I think ultimately at the end of the day, you're going to make it right or try to make it right. And you have, you've surrounded yourself with good quality people, right? Like, you know, we say on par golf and then you talk about Jesse, you talk about, you know, all these Mark, you talk about AJ, you talk about all these different, you know, instructors that have gone through that you have out there. And like, you're right. Like, uh, we're always trying to I'm, I'm like, I want dirt. I want, you know, some juice, some Google on this guy. And, and you have, you, you've created like a great, a, a great name in this business and you do what you say you're going to do. And if, and if you can't do what you say you're going to do, you're going to find somebody that can do it. Right. Yeah. And, and that's always been my mantra is like, if, if I can say, yeah, I can do it. I'm going to do it. If I, if I can't, I'm going to be honest with you. And I can't, I mean, it's just, it, it's just the way I was built. You know, I, I just try and do it right. Right here, I got Michael Freeman, one of the city's best amateur players. Uh, on par is A plus. Mike Freeman, I'm sure you, I'm sure you know that guy. Yeah, I know Mike. Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> All right, and then I got, I got, I got some great comments right here. Hey, there you go. Uh, raise the man. Andy's all right too, I guess. Love it, fellas. Ah, okay, right here. Here we go. I got Jeremiah Sierra. Hire me as a marketing manager, and I'll have nine locations. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's because you know what? He, he doesn't do anything. All right. He's got like a civilian job out of the military, you know, it, uh, being, you know, retired, retired, disabled, 100% disabled vet, you know, all right. War hero over here. Right. So, so he just wants to do more. Okay. Can, right here. Go for it. Go, go for it. Ray. Tell me. No, I said Jeremiah can work for less than more. <laughs> there you go. All right. Okay. And then here you go. And then Annabelle Reyna. I know you know Annabelle, right? I know you know Annabelle Reyna. Not at all, Ray. Tiger Woods wishes he could swing like you. Probably now, especially. Probably now. He probably wishes he could walk like me, right? You know, <laughs> all right. Okay. So, so Ray, so, so tell us just about your experience. You you recently tried to qualify, and and, and I know uh, I always I when I always, I see these sectional qualifiers, I always look at the names, right? I always look at the names, and I'm over here scrolling, and I'm like, I know this guy, I know this guy, and I'm like, Ray Garza. Hmm, I say, you know what? And so I'm on there and I'm, and I'm following you, you know, I'm following your scores. So why don't you tell everybody just about that experience? You tried to, I guess this was a pre, a pre Monday qualifier, right? Out at Fair Oaks Country Club. Yeah. So they, back in the day, you just go straight to Monday and it would be several hundred people trying to get the four spots. So now they've changed it to multiple sites, different cities that you have to pre-qualify unless you're already qualified for the tournament, uh, through you know certain status you may have on on different tours, so the Thursday, uh, this particular Thursday, I think there was 125 uh, players playing for eight spots and ties. Uh, so 69 got in. I shot 76. Uh, you know, and a lot of it honestly is just to to get the juices flowing. Like I I, I I'm lucky to play golf once a week um, and. I, I I hit balls every now and again. I, I I mean, I don't do what it takes to be that guy that's you know going to be able to make it week after week playing professional golf at this point. You know, because of the time and effort I put into it. But it's just fun. Like I I think it adds a lot to the value of what I bring. You know, we're working together with someone that maybe is is in that realm of they're playing professional golf or that's what they aspire to be because i get people all the time like i want to be on tv i want to play you know professional <laughs> golf and and i've told people if let's go play if you can beat me you can you have a chance oh but, oh. but, but you, you just have to be real i think a lot of people have this false expectation of 
you know, it's it's easy. It's I mean, it's not. It's not. And and I'm I feel like I'm way average, way average when it comes to comparison between you know the guys that you know play play on the PGA Tour or even play on the Corn Ferry Tour or what have you. But uh, I, I sometimes as a coach too, you you do this too. You know, it's got to be a little reality check. Like these goals need to be realistic. You know, and so. I, I kind of use that as some of my examples. And, and that's why I like to play because it, it also gives me an, an idea where I'm at. It, you know, if if uh, I, I wanted to, you know, walk the talk, am I, am I physically capable of competing at that level? In my mind, yes. Does it happen? Not all the time, but I, I think it's, it's just, it's just fun. I think it's, it's my little breather away from everything else. That I'm going, you know, through on a day-to-day basis. I, you know, I kind of like them in the sense that uh, I get to turn my phone off, I get away, and, and I can just, you know, kind of have tunnel vision on on this this one thing because day-to-day it's always something. The phone's ringing, the emails are coming in. Uh, there's something going on at the grill. There's something with on park golf. Somebody wants merchandise from the Masters. Like it's. Always- <laughs> hey, well, you know what? Okay, so it's always like I'm like. Or you get these texts, right? You get these late night texts from these golf junkies. Hey, Ray, I need a favor. Hey, bro, can <laughs> right? You know, like that's really it. I looked at my past conversation with you, Ray. Can I give you a call, Ray? I need a help, Ray. I need help, something, right? But you know what? I, you know what? I'm gonna say that is that Ray. You've never told me. You've never told me no, or you've never said you couldn't help me. And man, and I appreciate, and I appreciate that. I so I so appreciate it. And I'm always begging, borrowing, or stealing. And I'm like, Ray, I need you to hook me up, but I swear I'll pay you. I swear I'll pay you. And I mean, you know what? You always come through for me. And I'm like, man, this guy must trust me because, like, man, he is like, you, you, you must trust me, man. And you always have taken care of my friends, taken care of my family. Uh, we had our we had our draft over there at, at your facility at the Rocket D Grill. And I'm like, man, I was like, and like. Ray, like, is so cool. Like, man, like, he really must trust me. But you know what? I try to come through on my end, too. You know, I try to come through on my end, too. Yeah. All right. So- All right, Ray. So so when talking about, about playing and you always want it, to – it's your time to kind of, like, just com- decompress and kind of be out there. Uh, has there been – or who's been maybe one of, like, the best amateur players that you've seen in the city up close or that you've played with that you're just like, man, like, th- this guy's good? Or maybe if you have several – Tell us. Uh, I mean, you know, a lot of the players that I, I, I get a chance here and there to play with, uh, you know, both amateur and pros. I mean, Casey's a great player. Casey Carnes, Casey Lim, play some golf with him. Uh, uh, I mean, you go to the Alsatian game, there's some great sticks out there too. Uh, you know, Kyle Pritchard's, you know, a hell of a golfer. I he's, play lurking. A golf. he's always lurking, right? He's always lurking around there, right? I play with uh, Anthony a lot. Anthony Rodriguez. Uh, uh, A-Rod. Yeah, A-Rod. There's just a bunch of, uh, you know, good guys that I- I've known and played with for decades, honestly. You know, that you know, they're just good. They're good friends more than anything. And uh, it's just good, friendly competition when we get out. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm always watching, right? I'm always you know, being the instructor and uh, it, it's just fun to watch how everyone's so different, but they all can score. And I, I think, you know, I think when I was at the masters, the one thing I was really 
observing was not so much like getting starstruck because I, I mean i've been around these guys multiple times so it wasn't that uh it never really ha has been i'm watching like what's going on like what they're doing what they're thinking their processes their routines uh, I, I think something that stood out more than anything i'm gonna plug in my phone right here is uh is how often sorry how often they're, they're getting up and down every time Hold on, sorry. There you uh -oh. go. Sorry, no, my, my phone was gonna, my computer was not working. That's the other reason why I delayed getting on. So I'm on my phone, but uh, my battery was low. Um, I think that was something that stood out a lot was just watching the the players' success around the greens, especially those tough greens at Augusta. Like, I mean, I, I, I got to watch uh, uh, Reed because he was playing with Adam and uh, they were also with Thingala. Uh, but like Reed never, I mean, not got up and down when I was watching him play golf. Like he missed like three greens, four greens in the nine holes. I watched him play. I mean, he would just stick it to like two feet, tap in four feet and make like, they, they just, they're, they're not scared to miss a green. And, and when they got a green light, you know, they hit it close and they make putts. And, and that's, that's what, you know, great players do. And that's why they're there. And, you know, most people aren't. I I agree. There, there's a there's a difference between uh between pros and and amateurs, uh between scratch golfers and between plus golfers. And and you're right. I, I like like I love to see these guys play, and I love to see like their thought process. I I don't want to see like Patrick Cantley and just see it just freaking like you know it's like pulling teeth and playing slow. Like man, I feel for Jim Nance because I was watching, uh you know like they kept trying to had to cut here and there because of. Patrick Cantley's slow play and I'm like man Jim Nance is over here like this guy's he's rambling he's trying to find time because yeah. you know they showed a lot there was a lot of there was a lot of shots of Rom and Kepka like just waiting right and I think uh, you know it you I think as the, the better players uh they're able to kind of compose themselves play with the with rhythm and I think that's one thing that a lot of good instructors say it's it's, it's right it's a tempo right or a lot of tempo and rhythm and yeah. just kind of like you know your routine right yeah, I, I think I think that's something that you know, as a golfer, you you figure out what what that is, how you you deal with those situations when you know you know maybe it's super slow or maybe you're playing with someone you dislike or what what have you. you you've got to you know figure out what what makes you click best and what you know you need to do when you're going through your processes of you know your routine, your your whole you know, start to finish with the round. There's just a lot that I think as, as you get more and more experience, you learn from those mistakes. And I think not getting too caught up in, you know, I you know, always have the same issue, of, you know, finding root causes of stuff like that. And, you know, how you find solutions is, is a big piece of what, you know, I, I try and work on the mental piece with our clients is just, you know, what's, what's actually creating the problem and, you know, how do we figure out a solution? Because um, I've always looked at myself more as a, a coach than an instructor first. You know, I, I think I, I I like the mental piece. I think that that intrigues me more than the mechanics. I mean, I know the mechanics. I mean, I have to, right? But I think my bread and butter and what I enjoy doing, and I, I, I pick AJ's brain a lot because he, he I mean, he's immersed with the greatest players in the world week in, week out. And I, I, I 
I really enjoy that piece. AJ enjoys that piece too. Like, you know, the mental piece and the course management and the strategy and, and almost how you trick your mind into, you know, doing things that you don't think you could possibly do because you, you let your, your brain get in the way. Man, and, and, and I love to hear that. And, and again, like I'm always, uh, you know, I, I'm, I got my notes over here, right? I got my notepad over here and, and, and I always, and I always take, take, try to take tidbits. And again, it's coaching, right? Coaching is, is stealing, is stealing from other good coaches, right? Is is taking things and, and kind of making them yours. Right. And, and I hear that and, and you're right. It's, it's the mental game because it, and again, and it kind of pissed me off too, when I went to go work with you. And you were kind of like breaking down what where the problem was. And I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about the problem. I don't, I just want a solution. And I was like, here it is, fix it. You know, and, and I think that's one thing that as you've gotten old, as I get as I get older and as I'm, I've been a coach for 17 years, and sometimes I'm like, like, no, like, no, it, it just this can't happen. And I think that's one thing that you're able to do that I think better than a lot of people, you know. And again, I can only speak from my person, my personal experiences only, is this that how you're able to go do it and then make you make the client or make the, the person, your student not feel like an idiot, you know, leaving that place or not feeling them like, like a total idiot or total dumbass. And I think that's one thing where you've kind of separated yourself and, and, you know, I got, man, I got so many people chiming in and it's great right here. Um, first time that nothing as OB is viewed from Argentina. Well, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it, uh, there's probably a lot of spam, you know, all these different countries. So, you know what, you may, may or may not be correct. All right. Uh, I have uh, right here. Uh, I need mental techniques. So, you know, I'm, I don't want to give and see, that's the thing too, is like, I got um, a podcast was put out today. I was always on a podcast. His name is uh, Jesse Rodriguez, the Texas Chonkla, and it's called kicking it with the Texas Chonkla. Right. And, uh, you know, he, he texted me that day. He goes, Hey, I need some help. And I said, well, I said, I'm going to tell you the best guy I know, Ray Garza, like, like call Ray Garza. I said, man, he's the man. Uh, I said, but don't, I said, don't have him on your show because he's mine. Like, Hey, this guy <laughs> is mine. This is my guy. Like, he's not your guy is he's my guy. Right. And so, but a lot of times, you know, people, people want to go somewhere they're, where they're comfortable and, and, and where, you know, and I said, I can only speak from personal experiences. Right. And, and, you know, you know, a lot of instructors in town and everybody, you know, there's a lot of good, good people. Yeah, and I they're think, yeah, they're great people. Yeah. And, and I think that's one thing where you kind of separate yourself that, hey, like, but it takes somebody just walking through the door, right? Taking that step, taking that step in, right? Or just taking that, just that first step to, to kind of just, just to kind of let go and just, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's just like any, you're trying to make the client as, as, as comfortable as possible so that, you know, there's no barrier there and we're able to make progress. I think that's that's something that I, I take a lot of pride in is I think whether you've never picked up a golf club or you're a professional on the PGA Tour or you, you know, have all this great knowledge already about the golf game. Like it doesn't really matter what level you bring to me. I, I can I can meet you at any level. And I, I and I think people appreciate that because if you've never played golf, I'm not going to you know talk way above your head or insult you or you know, make you feel belittled. Because I think that happens a lot for a lot of people is they understand that I'm sincere. And I think that goes a long way in, you know, building the trust, building a relationship so that we get to work right away. It's not, oh, you know, that guy's a jerk. I'm not, I'm going back, but it's just because they sold me into a 10 session package or something. Like, that's not us at all. Like when I thrive 
that every single time you come into our, our one of our facilities, you walk away with, with value every single time. And if we're doing that, then they're going to come back time after time and they're going to tell their friends. And I think, you know, that's, that's, you know, my big philosophy is with the way I try and lead with our group. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like, like we, you talked about it. Like, I think it's just the comfort. Like I, I get along with a, a lot of people and that's just my personality. It's just the way I was raised. Like if, if, if you know, if you spend any time with my dad, um, you know, a big ring. Yeah. He's the same way. Like, everybody loves the guy. I love him to death. Like it, it's, it's just the uh, apple fell right under the tree, you know? So <laughs> I, I, that's where I learned. Uh, I, I, mean, I grew up playing a ton of golf in divine and, and that group of people, uh, I, I mean, they're still like family to me and, and I don't spend as much time as I used to or like to down there. But I mean, that's kind of where I learned, you know, the, the way to treat people, the way I want to be treated and and the way they kind of you know took me under the wing and you know all kind of raised me you know as, as their son so I, I, that's something that was instilled really early and I take a lot of pride in, in doing that and I think uh, you know my mom you know growing up yeah I was I was a decent golfer growing up but I was also a you know a great baseball player I, I was you know varsity catcher as a freshman in the five A school. Uh, I was a varsity football player, starting football player as a, as a sophomore, uh, you know, at Harlandale. And, and then we didn't even have a golf team at Harlandale. I started the golf team my sophomore year. We talked about it, and we, I only played two years of high school golf because we didn't have a golf program. And, and I won district those first two years and got a golf scholarship and, you know, kind of got where I'm at now. But I think early on, too, I, I got a little cocky. You know, I was, you know, hey, I'm, you know, Odd stuff here. I, I'm a great baseball player. I could go play college baseball. I'm a good football player. I'm a great athlete. Yeah, I was, you know, top 10 in my class. Like I had a lot going. And I think my mom kind of saw I was getting a little, yeah, too big for my pants. So she put me in my place. <laughs> uh, and and it, it kind of really taught me earlier, like, just to stay humble. Like, I'm not, you know, any better than anybody else. I just, you know, stay in my lane, uh, work my tail off, and try and do right. And yeah, that's what's gotten me this far and uh, I don't see any reason why to change. Well, and, and you're right, you know, and, and it, it's gotten you here and it's kept you there. And it's, it, it's, it, it all the idea, you know, I remember when we talked about, I've had you on the show several times and you know, where that I, the idea started and where you wanted to give back. And it started in, in a little gym, you know, it started in just in a little spot in the gym and it's turned into this, you know, and you're, you're turning into like a household name in, in the golf industry and not just for the golf is just, you know, for the person and for, you know, what you bring as a person. It is beautiful, man. I got some great questions. Thank you so much for everybody that's chiming in right here. I got a great question right here from Daniel Trejo right here. Do you teach, do you teach the clients to play against themselves, the course or the other player? Uh, I, I would say if you focus on playing, the course, I think that's your goal. Like you're trying to beat the course every time you play. Uh, I, I don't think comparing one round to the last round, like playing yourself, it, it is to your advantage. And what was the other part of that question? If I uh, do, you, do you do you do you teach the client to play against themselves, the course, or the other player, their opponent? Yeah, I I, I would care less about the other player, uh, and not put too much stock in playing against yourself. I think. If you take every shot in trying to pull off the best shot as possible every single time and focus on the moment, that that's 
you know, my key to success from, you know, how I'm trying to strategize each shot. Uh, I, I've, I've fell into that. You know, I always would get ahead of myself and I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm a handful under uh, doing well. And then I'm thinking about, you know, when I'm done, where am I going to be instead of staying, you know, in the moment. And then I think if you, if you stay there and focus on, you know, your feels and what you're trying to do uh, with every shot and in paying attention to, you know, your processes and relying on that. I mean, I think that's, that's where you find the most success is just staying, you know, you know, as they always say, one shot at a time and focus on the shot in front of you. Right there. Good advice from good advice right there. And then uh, Daniel Trejo, he's, he's one of, uh, uh, I think he works out at China Grove or he's a sheriff. He's, but he's like special force. This dude's like SWAT. Like this dude is like, he's constantly whooping ass out there. Right. It's good then. <laughs> <laughs> and this was this is with Daniel from Daniel Trejo too. I know for a fact there are a lot of broken clubs in the pond out there in Divine. <laughs> is that true, Ray? Is that true? Uh, I, I I I've been fishing in the pond, but I haven't caught a club out of it. So <laughs> I, I did. I grew up fishing that pond on thirteen. My my whole you know early years. And while Dad was playing golf, I was I was fishing in thirteen pond right there by seventeen and thirteen. Uh, well, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, dude. I've never. I still have never been out there. It's on the list. And yeah, then I heard. I, I, it, it, I was out there this week, this past week, and before I went to the Masters, there was a a, a good little two day tournament that they put together. So I got to spend heard, a couple. I heard. I heard. Uh, I heard. You know. I guess they redid kind of like there, there's a little bar restaurant area over there. <laughs> the course is on the up and up. Uh, it, I guess there's new, I, there has been, I guess, or the past several years, like a new management. And so things are like rolling in like the right direction. And I'm hearing a lot of good things about that course. Yeah. I, I, I think when the city took it over, uh, yeah, there was some, you know, a, a lot of stuff, you know, that people like some growing pains, right? I guess some growing pains. Yeah. So uh, I, long story short, it, it kind of, you know, hobbled around uh, to this point, and then there was a great team of, of good friends of mine that uh, you know took over uh, as management of, of of the golf course, and uh, I think you know it, it, it's 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 what it needs to be. I mean, you know, it's 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 a friendly place. It's clean. Uh, they treat you right. Uh, they do right by everybody. Um, the food there they have, uh, I, I, I think it's Charlie's. I, I don't know the, if that's the exact name or there's more to it, but uh, they put out a good product. And, and you know, it, it's just, you know, country golf, you know, it's, it is what it is. Like, it's just one of those places that, you know, back in the day, just about every good golfer in San Antonio would go to the Thursday game in Divine. Um, and Kevin, yeah, Yannity ran that game. And that was, that was like where you play golf every Thursday. And that's, that was like the highlight of my week when I, you know, go out to divine and play. And then when the course kind of took a turn, it, that kind of went south and now you know, it's on its way up. And uh, it, this, that weekend I was there, greens were great. Uh, course was in great condition, you know, overall. So, uh, I mean, I'd go back if, you know, I had a chance to. Now, now Ray, let, okay. Now let me ask you this. Uh, and it's hard, I guess, you know, cause it's a little bit difficult, I guess, trying to ask and try to pull like the truth out of you because, you know, in somewhat you are associated with Alamo City Golf Trail. So, you know, you are kind of associated with the course, right? Has, mm -hmm. like you said, everybody's kind of, you, you said it, you said it there, like you kind of took me back in time 
and when when things were just a little bit different have you seen like i guess the change in like how golf is now or where where the game is going or where the industry is going or where you know the the state of the game of golf here in san antonio and the greater san antonio area like is it is it change where you know what you can't just go to that one spot anymore you can't just go to that one game or you can't just kind of fish out a game or you can't go to alice stations you know weekly you know wednesday scramble has things changed in that sense um i i think it's just a, a little bit different in before it was kind of like the good old boys that you know you the barbecue circuit and you know yeah the barbecue tour like yeah it's not like i think it's more commercialized now uh it's more you know it's based on how many t10s i have not hey you know we're, everybody you know show up at you know 12 30 we're teeing off at one and <laughs> it doesn't matter how many people showed up we just had a game and you you know had all kinds of side bets and you just you know played your ass off and tried to you know you know, make a couple of bucks, uh, but I, it, I don't see it like that as much. Um, and and I think to disc golf in general, uh, it's harder to get on. You know, different places. Uh, uh, you, know, you look at the trail. You've got Riverside that's closed. Uh, you know, that's great. I, I think it's fantastic that you know it's getting renovated. Uh, but that's just one less golf course for the entire city to have access to. So you know, that's been. A positive influence on mission because you know there's you know higher traffic volume uh, so that's great for the trail that's great for the, the grill that's great for the community um and it just i i think that that's probably something that it is is an impact on it i think the cost of golf too is another factor uh because i mean it, it's not cheap and it's not getting any cheaper um and, and i think that's why i'm such an advocate for making golf accessible affordable uh with what we do i i, I think that's that's something that's not going to change you look at it any like the housing market or just going to the grocery store inflation yeah yeah it's just inflation is is impacting everything um so and i think a lot of it is just you know in my in my eyes like the group of people that you know always had those little side hustle games and, you know, they, they're just not as frequent and maybe, you know, it's just not the norm as it used to be. So I, I would say, yes, it's changed, you know, significantly in that factor. Um, and, and I think it's gone more of the way of these groups and associations like that, you know, you kind of find your little hub and that, you know, that's kind of what it is. And see, and that's what, that's one thing. They're my presenting sponsor. I'm a founding member of four bros, four bros tour. And I, I think we always try to take what uh, I used to play in the golf fellowship with Carrie Neister. And man, like, I love the guy. Like he's, he's my brother. He's like, he is, uh, if, if he needed a favor and he called me and say, Andy, Andy, I'm stranded on the side of the road. Can you pick me up? Hell yeah. I'll be right there. You know, just, just a great solid dude. And, you know, I no longer play in it, but you know what? And, and I play in a little Sunday group sometimes, no loss, and they're a bunch of Paga guys. Man, and you know what? I played a Starkey last week, and man, you know what? I'm not trying to dog on anybody, but, like, you see these different Paga groups. You see SA Paga. You see San Marcos. You see New Brunswick Paga. You see Seguin Paga. And I'm like, man, there's, like, there's some characters, bro. Like, these guys are some characters. These guys come from all walks of life. I'm like. Man, am I like in a, like a 1980s like golf movie? Am I like in Caddyshack 
three or four <laughs> out here. It's it's crazy, man. I mean, there's the hustler, there's the scammer, there's the cheater, there's the, I mean, there's there's the guy there, there's there's the guy that has to let everybody know he's a veteran dressed in USA stuff, you know, SS something, right? Like I'm just like, you know, you got you, there's just all oh, there's guys that just want to gamble constantly. The book, I mean, they're just like from all walks of life, right? And and it, and it's funny and it's interesting, and uh, I just like. Like, like golf is like for everybody. And, and I had Casey Carnes on a while back and I asked Casey Carnes, you know, the question that the, you know, kind of like where the topic here, I said, is the golf industry dying? And he said that just kind of like to what you alluded to is that, you know, courses and manufacturers and, you know, uh, companies are, are just trying to, are just pricing out some people. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate, you know, that's unfortunate. And, and I remember, I remember the days when, you know what, you could bring two bacon and egg tacos to the starter of Riverside and you know, Hey, yeah, go on, go on your way. Right. And I think we all remember those. We all remember those times, right? Like, and, and it was a great time. And there were some of our fondest memories. And I always say this, when we talk about Riverside that I remember when my dad and uncles would throw me over the fence, you know, to tea time. And, and I'd go and bring back, you know, and bring back like a six pack, you know? And, and I'm like, that was one of my, I don't remember playing golf, but I just remember that was one of my most fondest memories, you know? And, and it's just, you remember, you know, you think about those things, you think about these games. And like you said, you didn't say anything about golf. You said, you remember when your dad was playing and you were fishing, you know, you're fishing out there in divine. And I, I just think, I just think, you know what, that we're robbing kind of maybe some like this next generation of kind of like those, those moments. I don't know. That's just that's just my sense. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 different. I know that um, it's not the same. I I think. I mean, if you really really like kind of look at the whole broad picture, I mean, technology too has changed that. Like so, like my kids, you know, or most kids. I mean, they'd rather if they went, they'd probably be on their phone. They wouldn't be out fishing, you know, if riding in the car. It's just different. I think you know everything's changed. Uh, from the upbringing standpoint of what we had versus what they have. And, and I think that too plays a part in, you know, why it's not the same. And I don't think it ever will be the same. I mean, I, I really think that, that that's, that ship is sailed. I don't think we'll ever, you know, have that, that feeling or those memories as, as commonly as, you know, we did then, you know, so I, 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 I would say, if I had to say, did it change? I would say, I, I think it, it's, it is changed and it's going to continue to change. Um, but hopefully still in a good place. I right here. Okay. Again, thank you everybody for your comments. And, and look, this is already taking off like half the screen with this comment right here. Okay. I got Brian Dishner, my man dish. We don't mind driving to less busy courses Would love for divine Pleasanton and Floresville to be played more. If the courses are up to par, sadly, they aren't far behind the product that our local courses are, are offer currently. And, and it's a big topic. And you know what? Uh, I, I said this, uh, you know, I was, I, was, I was telling you about it. I was just recently on a podcast and they were asking me all these things. And it was nice to be on this side, right? Like, like it was nice to be on, you know, in your chair, right? In the other chair. Yeah. And uh, I recently played with Matt Janella and John Ashworth out at uh, Goat Hill. There in uh, Oceanside, California, out in San Diego, and it was all, it's a 4,400 yard, and that's tipped out track. There's uh, eight par threes. The, the fairways aren't anything special. There's a lot of dry dead spots, but the greens were like in immaculate. I mean, greens were in immaculate 
receptive. I mean, the fringe area is nice. And I mean, it's, you got that, that oceanside view, you know, the city there in San Diego, you get that. It was 60, 65, 70 degrees. And that course had a lot of energy and it was just, it was freaking beautiful. Like it was just beautiful. Like, this is what, like, I'm like, this is what golf should be. And I kind yeah. of like re fell in love with not maybe having some courses in like the pristine shape because you know what golf is almost like what you make it. And, but you know what, like, man, I paid, I paid 20 bucks to get into the skins game to play 18 holes. And I'm like, it, it was amazing. I mean, it was amazing. 4,400 yards, you know, and, and it was beautiful. And I'm just like, like, that is what, like the golf that I want to play. Right. And yeah, it, it just, I, just go, go for it, man. Go in it. No, no. I, I think, you know, to, to that point with the question we had uh, and just that experience in general, like, I think it's it's such a inconsistent, you know, condition that we deal with with the golf courses, right? Like, you know, it it's never, you know, it's always great or it's you know just average. And I, I think it's hard for everyone to find a happy place with where where they're, you know, never you. Know, having that bad experience because that's this is not a reality i think uh taking advantage of some of the other courses you know you know that's everyone's decision i think you know you you if you're not a member of a club here in san antonio for instance i mean you you know, you're you're pretty much you know, going to the trail uh if you're in town and that's really the only game in town and and i think you know they're striving to do as best a job they can but you know, it's 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 difficult job. There's a lot you know to juggle with. You know, keeping these courses in in the condition that I think they should be. Um, but you know, in, in to my my defense, that that's that's above my pay grade. If you really think about it, <laughs> fortunately for me at this point, that I have nothing to do with that. And I get that I get asked that a lot. And 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 I mean, I really don't have the answers because you know I'm not making the decisions of, you know, why this is like that or why this is not like that, we, what the whole process is. So, so you know, I, I mean, my other comment to, you know, I, that I get a lot of is just, you know, just doing the best they can and it, it is what it is. And I, I, and I have no say so in that. Um, I, I just, you know, hope that, you know, they're, they're doing the best job possible and, and, and that's all I really can do. I, <laughs> That's all. You, you know what? Hey, you know what? You must be a really good dancer because you're kind of you're dancing around. You're dancing around this, but but at the same time, you, you've also been uh, you've also kind of been uh, on both sides when when mission wasn't was in poor shape. A lot of people also kind of kind of lump you into that too, which which is not fair, and that's not the case. You know, they kind of lump you in it too, and and now that mission is in a great a great spot. Uh, that also has to be great for you too, because I, I know it's it's been probably in the in the best shape it's been in a long time, maybe since since on par golf and and y'all have been there, and it's great. And you know, and I know that I know Clay, I know those guys they were working their ass off. I, I know that, and and it's great because because it, it is a great layout, and I'm sure on par golf has to be benefiting from that too. Yeah, I I, I tell people every day like when I came to this place. I mean, it was nothing like what it is now. And, 
I take a lot of pride in having the guts to feel like we can do it. And and honestly, I think there was a lot of people that didn't believe it could happen or it was possible. So I, I, I think I, I everybody asked, you know, what's changed? I said, nothing. It's just, it's just been more attention paid to, to the golf course. And I think it's showing. And I, when it was bad, I mean, I, I you know, just, it is what it is. We're working to get it better. Just hang tight and we'll get there. And, you know, that's, that's what we did. I think, you know, there was a lot of buy-in, uh, especially, I, I, I'd love to say that I had some influence in like, you know, I'm here, I believe in it, let's do it and let's get it done. And I think, you know, there's been, you know, some buy-in on that end too, that that's, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt that, you know, I'm busting my ass to do the best job I can for, you know, a facility that, you know, isn't probably ranked very high back then at that point on the list of golf courses on the trail. Uh, so I, I really think we, we've made huge strides and uh, I, I'd hope, you know, that, that they consider that I was a, 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 an influence in that as well. But I, I mean, I, 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 I had nothing to do with, you know, mowing the green or putting chemicals on or doing anything like that. <laughs> I know that stuff, but that's not my, you know, pay grade. So I just focus on what I can control and do the best at what I can do. And and, and they're doing their part and I'm doing my part. And I think that's a big reason why we're where we're at with that, especially, you know, mission in general. Uh, I, I I agree. I think, I think you've been a big, well, everybody knows, I mean, you're a huge supporter of, of golf and of, of, you know, especially for the South side, you know, you've, you've kind of pulled, You've pulled, you know, like, hey, this is a golf. This is a, this is a, this is an area that is on the boom. It is growing. Homes are being built. I mean, I don't even recognize Mission anymore. Like, it looks nothing. It looks and, and almost. I kind of like it though. I kind of like it because I'm having a little bit easier time finding my ball, my golf balls out there. Yeah, they've done a, a, a great job when they cleaned up uh, all the the you know the overgrowth and the trees and all that. Uh, it sped up play. It, visually, it's much more appealing uh, with. Now entirely enclosed with houses, we have you know virtually no more hog problems. Uh, the mosquitoes, we'll see. You know, <laughs> mosquito de lago, mosquito de lago. Yeah, we get a bad. And it is you know I'm sure it's you know big issue is, is Mitchell Lake, um, but uh, you know we're, I'm hoping you know that it, it's going to start getting better year after year. But again, hey, that's out of a lot of people's control. I mean, you know that. It is what it is. Right here, Jeremiah Sierra. I saw Ray watering the greens to get it back. <laughs> I was like, Ray, you know what? You, you might have seen Ray water his own green, his own green at his house. Yeah, that that's I, I actually my green is was you know stressing a little bit because I, I've been so busy I haven't paid much attention to it. Uh so I, I had a little fungus problem, but getting that fixed, you know, I I, I sprayed on it and uh, oh, it's looking oh, good. Don't, don't don't give me that shit too. Hey, it's just top. It's just top dressing. Okay, it's just top dressing, guys. Don't give no. me that shit too. Dude. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> so yeah, it's got a little bit of chemical and it, it, it's it. Give me about thirty more days and it'll be really good. Okay, well, you know what, my hey, you know what, my phone. It seems like it's it's only goes one way towards Ray Garza. It never goes this way. It never it never comes this way. All right, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready, okay. I'm just letting you know that I'm I'm ready. Let me get it to look like. Uh, ah. 
<laughs> all right, all right, Ray. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, and I'm just kind of, I just would love for you to just kind of go go into it a little bit uh, right here. I know I know I kept you over a long time, but I'm like, man, is you giving us good shit right here, right? So you have coming up here. Let me see if I'm hopefully bringing it up correctly. Hold on, that's that's a junior one. All right, uh, right here. You have, and, and this is what I think a lot of people need. Uh, and, and on par, you have on par golf adult clinics, and mm-hmm. like you know what, there's a lot of new golfers out there, and you know what, they don't know shit. They know they don't know anything about about integrity. They don't know anything about golf etiquette. And you know what? You don't want to be that guy. And sometimes I have had to be that guy out at San Pedro, uh, or out at the first tee, out of any of those practice facilities, and let them know, like, hey, don't just take chunks here, or they're just taking chunks, you know, and they're not treating the facility correctly. And you know what? I've had to be that guy where, hey, man, let me help you out here. And I'm just like, man, I'm uh, I'm a 43 year old man. I'm acting like a grandpa or like that weird uncle. You know, I'm, I'm being like, hey, let me show you. I'm getting behind somebody and you know, trying to help them out. And you got you're putting out a great service for these new golfers. Yeah, I, I think it was just something that we've been asked a lot about, and uh, we find I think we did one maybe two years ago. Uh, early on and uh, we didn't you know have too much traction with it uh, but I, I think the timing's much better with this one I, I, I we've had uh, a lot of requests for it and, and I think it's needed I, I, we we get so many people that I've never played golf I don't know the first thing about what to do where do I you know get the, you know, the, the range balls where can I stand where, where, when can I talk where should I stand? Uh, those kinds of things, you know, that we, we take for granted uh, when we go out there and, and then they just piss us off, you know, for the, the experienced golfer. Like if, if we take the time to actually, you know, do a golf 101 and really get them a, a little more uh, comfortable in those situations, they, you know, I think it's just good for golf in general. Um, and, and that's what we're doing with this class is uh, it's basically right. We're just doing five Sundays just to try and see where we go with it um but every sunday we're going to do something different and and cover uh you know different areas of golf etiquette uh yeah, I mean, just procedure just you know if if they've never golf like even just taking them in a golf cart for a ride or on the golf course and explaining some stuff to them uh you know pace of play things that you know everybody just takes for granted and it takes these people you know three years to figure out on their own because they were never given the opportunity like this to you know, just ask the dumb questions, and and that's what we we're trying to do is is do that. Plus, you know, teach a little golf, you know, some basics, and and get them, you know, off to you know, a good start. All right, and then and then like you talked about your passion, you got your Saturday Junior Golf Clinics, the Spring Series. Yeah, so I don't know. I think the last dates towards the end of this month, and then uh, we. We had a meeting, uh, a brief meeting. Uh, we're going to finalize our summer camp dates. Uh, so right now we're planning uh, at the minimum two at Mission and two at Cedar. Uh, dates will be forthcoming. Um, that's uh, something we've always took a lot of pride in. Um, I think one year we did eight over the summer. We basically didn't have a week off uh, over the summer, and it, it was a lot of work. So. Uh, we've you kind of learned from from you know some of those experiences. So I think a, a good place is two two and two, um, and it, it just gives kids an affordable opportunity to come out and, and share some time with us and make new friends and get involved in golf. 
I don't I don't see any of these adult on par golf clinics sponsored by somebody. So I'm gonna talk with you off air. Yeah, and I need I want to sponsor I want to sponsor these adult clinics. All right. All right. Uh, nothing is OB wants to sponsor these adult clinics. You got the Rocket G grill sponsoring the junior clinics. I want to sponsor the adult clinics. All right. So I need to see I need to I'm hoping I get a good price point as to what it's going to cost me to sponsor those. OK, so I'm just I'm just I'm just letting you know what kind of uh, master's merchandise it's going to cost me. <laughs> All right. Okay. Wait. Uh, as we're getting kind of late in this podcast right here, I just want to know, well, we talked about it, it's harder to get these tee times, right? It's harder to get these tee times. What is a golf group that, that you like to play in or that's ideal for you? Because I mean, you are, I mean, what, what is your handicap? A plus three. There you go. So, so you know what? I, and, and the same thing, you know, what? so along the lines of uh, Michael Freeman and Casey Carnes, like you'll have to give shots back. Like what is, what is, uh, you know, for a low handicapper like yourself or, you know, like a plus golfer like yourself, what is like your ideal like golf group? Um, if it's just something, you know, fun and casual, I, I play with the sweeps uh, every chance I can get, which is, you know, maybe two, three times a month on a, a good month. Uh, and they play, you know, multiple days a week. So usually that I try and earmark Mondays to play with them. Uh, if I do that, and then if I can sneak away a Saturday, uh, my dad plays with SGA, a uh, good group of guys that uh, they play on every Saturday. Uh, I play with them a couple of times. Um, uh, the group out in Alsatian, uh, try and get out there here and there. But realistically, it's I, I can't get out more than one day a week at, at best. Some days I don't even get out. Um, but those are the groups, and 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 it's they're so established. It's fair. Like you go out and play and you know, I may be giving up three shots to somebody that's, you know, a 14 handicap. So I'm giving them 17 shots, but I'm still competitive with them. And, you know, I'll typically be OK. Like, I'll, I'll you know, I'll win or get my money back. Or if if I don't win anything, I'm not very far off. It was just I played poorly. Um, so, you know, they might not be, you know, the caliber of a golfer like, you know, me or some of the, the stronger golfers in the group are. But. I, it, it's just good competition. And if I got to give shots, it's perfectly fine. I, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Would I love to play in a group where, you know, I'm getting really pushed, you know, from some solid golfers in my group every time I play. Yeah. I think it makes me better. Um, but I'm kind of at a point where I'm just glad to be playing golf and not so much, you know, I, I got to beat somebody's brains out when I'm playing golf. Uh, I just enjoy it and try and again, like we talked about with one of your questions, I'm just, I'm just trying to stay in the moment. I'm just trying to focus on that one shot in front of me and do it to the best of my ability, find the ball and do it again. That's you know, really all it boils down to. And I think for a lot of guys that that's what they're looking for too. And I think uh, you always want, you know, you want the good courses, you want a great format and just to where it gives you, especially somebody that has to give short shots back, you know, a chance to win your own money. Right. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, so a couple of the last things right here is just I wanted some thank you guys for your chiming in, your comments, your questions. I got a lot of people putting some good stuff out there that that uh, need a response right there. Okay, so right here it, it just says Facebook user. This is Scott Williams, such a great dude, such a great guy. Uh, thank you, Scott, for your support. There's a professional division on the South Texas Amateur Tour now, inaugural event at Brackenridge on Sunday. Now, there's some decent money in the pot there. Now, what are you categorized? Are you categorized as an amateur, a mid-am, or professional? What, what, what are you categorized as? 
so I've tried to play in some recently, uh, I don't know which one it was, uh, as an amateur, because I, I don't play professionally full-time, but when I do sign up for events, I sign up as a professional. So my status is professional. And then I've had some other events that say, well, you're a teaching professional as well. So that kind of took me out of the amateur category, which is perfectly fine. Like, honestly, if I went to play, I'd rather play for, for money. Like I rather, I, I, I don't like playing just to go through the motions. You, like, you play, you like playing for handshakes. I think you do, Ray. You just play for handshakes. <laughs> no, I, I, I it's i guess you know it does get me you know much more motivated like if i'm not if there's nothing on the line I, i'm very it's very uninteresting to me like you know if we're playing you know you 20 a hole or something i get yeah I'm, let's let's go you know I, it just gets me you know a little more uh up to it uh, i'd much rather have something you know some dollars on it than just a casual round of golf all right and i know i know you know this guy right here Freddie Gamboa. Yeah. I'll, I'll be at the U.S. Open in L.A. Hope you qualify, Ray. Uh, I, I am signed up for the, the qualifier playing at uh, North, the North Course at Santerra. Santerra. And, and how – I haven't been out the, to the North – okay, which is the one that's part of the country club – the part of the clubhouse? The, the the North Course is the one right out of the clubhouse entrance. Okay, right. There, right, right. So the South, the South is the one further away, right? Okay. Way, yeah. All right, so so that is just the qualifier, and that's what I love about the U.S. Open is like they have all these qualifiers all over the place to kind of get you into that into that next round, right? Into that into that next right. one. Yeah. So if if I was to get through the, the local, then I would go to the sectional. That's uh, a thirty-six hole event. To you get through that, you get into the U.S. Open. Oh man, hey, come on, Ray. You got hey, yeah, you gotta get I, your I, game in I, golf shape. You got to get yourself in I, golf shape. I I, you know, I still have a lot of. A, a, a lot of you know interest in playing competitive golf but uh it's not my my world like it's not like everything you know I, I think that's the biggest difference too you see like you you spend time around these professionals like at these events I go to and then sometimes you know with AJ's accessibility a little bit I, I get to a little more insight and you know it it's just this almost arrogant confidence that you have to have to be that good it's just a different mentality. It, it's hard to be nice sometimes. I, I don't know if that makes sense. You just have to have that killer instinct. And, and you know, that's something I, I just, I don't think I've ever had that hyper of a killer instinct. And I think that's been a fault in my lack of success professionally. I, I think, you know, and I'm putting a lot out there like that people probably don't know. Like I, I think there's, there's talent wise, I, I'm as good as you'll find, but do I have it all put together? No, I, I think there's a lot of weaknesses that I've identified in in the homework and the work I've done as an instructor, as playing professional golf, playing collegiate golf, like everything you've done to this point. I, I, I really know myself really well and I know what I would need to do, but do I really have the ganas to do that? You know, do I really want, I, I, I'd rather, you know, stay home and, you know, sleep in my own bed and, you know, stay with my family and enjoy life. Like that's, that's what's happiness to me. So I think that's another reason why, you know, traveling the world, you know, by myself or, you know, that's, I, I don't see that as enjoyable as I think I did earlier in life. 
Um, so I think that that's, you know, just little things that I, I find in, you know, if you're putting, you know, pros and cons or a list or whatever together of why, you know, I'm here and I'm not on tour or why people that, you know, are great golfers. And not, I think there's, there's just so many different pieces of the puzzle that have to work absolutely perfect to, to do that and be there. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> right here. All right, so I got Jesse Martinez. He's from a little a uh, little city called Atascosita, right outside of Houston. This guy yep. sounds like a really cool dude. I would like to help. Uh, I'd like for him to help me with my with my swing. Uh, next time I'm in San Antonio, I'll look him up. Now this yep. is Jesse's a really cool dude. Uh, he's just not cool. En- I'm just not cool enough that uh, he he comes all the way from outside of Houston to come play in our four bro events, right? Uh-huh. And uh, which I I look at that as hey, that's like a badge of honor. And but you know what? I asked him because I know he's from out of town. I said, hey, Jesse, come sit with me. We're out of Valor, right? And we got a burger. Great deal. Right. And I'm like, hey, Jesse, come sit with me. He says, uh, what? you know what? I- I'm going to sit with my playing partners or whatever. And I'm like, you know what, Jesse, you're dead to me. Like, like Jesse, I was like, Jesse, you're, you're done. You're out. You're out of four. Just as quick as you're you're here. Hey, hit the road, Jack. Get go get back to Houston. You know, get back to Atascosita. Atascosita. <laughs> Well, well, Ray, thank you so much for your time, bro. Um, I so appreciate it, man. I know, I know you wear so many hats, and dude, uh, man, great freaking content tonight, bro. Like, man, I, I know I've kept you here for almost an hour and a half, and man, I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep doing it out there, man. You're, you're doing us Mexicanos a service out there. Uh, you know, you're giving us a great name, but not only, I mean, I know golf has no colors, no barriers, and you know it. You're breaking all those down. You're putting out great quality service for the golf community. The grill, uh, you've added like 15 pounds, you know, t- to me. You know, you have, you, you're putting too much food out there. Uh, make sure, guys, if you're in the area, man, go visit Mission Delago. Go visit Rock and G Grill on Par Golf. Uh, I put it right here. It's at the bottom. Go visit www.onpargolf.net for any uh, any instruction, any clinics, any schedules, any upcoming events. And go visit, like I said, go visit Rock and G Grill. Uh, the OB-inspired the, the OB taco. Uh, it, you know what? I don't like all that stuff, but I had to have it. And I said, you know what? I fell in love with it. I fell in love yeah. with it. I, I can't eat it before a round, though. Man, yeah, I'm like, hey. It's a beast of a t- It's like <laughs> and. And I, I, I was like, I just want to like throw everything in the taco. And what do we call it? I was like, it was like way out of bounds taco. So it just made sense. So we, we went the, the OB taco. Uh, and we actually changed it to burrito because it's that big. Because people would say, that ain't no taco. That's a burrito. We, it's, it's misleading. <laughs> it's misleading. You know what? Hey, you're going to get sued, bro. It's misleading. I've had people buy two thinking, oh, yeah, it's taco. <laughs> I've, I've seen someone eat two of them. Uh, and no, dude, no, that's like the it, double. If you eat the double meat, oh my god, that's dude, you, you know, big. you know what, dude, it's not, it's not fair, dude. You're like, you're living people like it's dangerous, bro. You're like putting people to sleep I, out in the golf course I, or out on the road, like it's crazy, dude. I, I, I can't, I not that I, I could eat there every meal, I just, I force myself not to eat there because I would just gain so much more weight. I, I just. I, I I can't eat there every day, it, but okay. I could. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, I, okay. So on that point, right, I'm doing all my stuff for taxes, right? And because this this is a business, it's not a well-paid business, but it's still a business, right? And so I'm doing all the taxes, and I'm looking at all my receipts and transactions. Oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe how many receipts I have to San Pedro to eat there, right? At San Pedro, 
freaking a hey, hey man jesse jesse's got that place rocking man he's the man out there dude he's the man out there and um uh, and then i have uh, uh so many to juliana's out there at alisation oh my <laughs> gosh man i'm just like gosh dogs i, I, just, I was laughing yeah. I, I was laughing dude how many receipts i have to those two places yeah, they, they've got great food. Too. Like, I, I'm not biased. Like, I, I think it's good. Like, I love, you know, a good golf course that has good food. And we're just trying to do the same thing. And I, 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 I'm not, I don't feel like, you know, you know, saying Juliana's got, you know, bad food or good food. Like, I, I, I don't play games. Like, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. But, like, I think it's all about sharing the love and, like, just making everybody better and making golf in general, you know, better in San Antonio. And, and that's, yeah, that's something I think, you know, I'm I'm not too prideful or, you know, too uptight to share. Like I, I think it's all good. Like I I think you know, the more we put into it, the more we're gonna get out of it. And I think you know, man, true, be- true believer in that. true believer in that, bro. Okay, the last thing I'm just gonna show this. Read this last comment, and I'm gonna let you go, Ray. Right here from Christy Gano. Great show, guys. Ray and on par golf put Southside Golf Instruction on the map. It was non-existent. And she should know. I mean, hey, she, you know, hey, she should know. You, you know, she's she is a, a main staple, former L, LPGA. You know, San Antonio oh, yeah. through and through. And uh, yeah, hey, she, hey, she's she's a trendsetter. Like I, I, I think, you know, if, if there's one person, male, female, that you know set a bar for you know Latinos, Latinas golf in general, female golf. I mean, Christie's right there. Like right? she's just. You know, I've always looked up to her. We've known each other since high school, uh, and I, I, I truly appreciate not only her but my whole staff, like what they do for me. Because without them, I mean, there's no way this show goes on. You know, we're, you know, it couldn't be a one one man show. And uh, you know, Christy's just a, a great example of what she does at the university. Uh, is is phenomenal. She puts in the time. I see her, you know, work her tail off. Um, she even took on another role within the university, uh, in addition to, you know, coaching, uh, uh, piece, uh, I mean, she, she's a great example of, of what, you know, was possible and where golf can take you. And, uh, I, I couldn't be more proud to, to, to work alongside her. So that's great to hear. All right. That's, oh, there you go. That's Ray Garza on par golf, on par golf, Cedar Creek, the man, the myth, the legend Ray. Thank you so much for your time, bro. Uh, Hey, you're the best, dude. I so appreciate you, bro. Thanks, Andy. Love you. Appreciate it. I right, love you too, man. Have a good night, brother. You too. That's my man, Ray. One of the best guys, man. You know what? Uh, that's what I like sometimes. That's what I love and hate sometimes about this show. My family's already gone to sleep. My dinner's cold. But you know what? It didn't feel like we were talking for a long time. Ray, one of the best dudes in the game. I'm so thankful for him. Please go visit him. Uh, just stop by. Pop your head in there if you're out there at Mission Delago. If you're out at Cedar Creek, go see Mike Ray, who's the head, instru- head of instruction out there at Cedar Creek. Some of the best people out here, not just in the golf game, just the best people here in San Antonio. Thanks so much for your support. Please check us out. Four Bros. Make sure you check us out. Four Bros Golf Tour. If, if you don't have a home, we have a home for you. Never golf alone again. Make sure you check us out on uh, Golf. Dot com, nothingobgolf.com or check us out hit us up on Facebook remember guys in the game of life nothing is OB